This is First News on News Radio 1290 WNBF Binghamton and WNBF.com. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Patchy fog through about mid to late morning, otherwise mostly sunny today. High in the mid-70s for our current conditions at the airport, above the fog level at this point. The wind chill has it at 53 degrees with a northwest wind at 7 miles an hour and fair skies. Pennsylvania health officials are defending their decision to award another no-bid deal for COVID-19 contact tracing under after a serious data breach involving the state's previous vendor. They call it an urgent priority with cases rising and schools preparing to reopen for fall. The Department of Health has awarded a $34 million contract to Boston-based public consulting group through an emergency procurement, allowing them to bypass normal contracting procedures. That's the same process that Pennsylvania officials used to hire their first vendor, which the health department fired in May after the company employees compromised the private data of more than 70,000 residents. New York State is hoping job training will help curb gun violence in places like Binghamton. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo has announced the Parlor City will be getting $750,000 to fund workforce training and job placement programs for young workers. 20 cities are sharing $16 million in the funding that was announced yesterday. Previously, the governor announced $12 million would be directed to New York City. The top awards in the latest round are going to Buffalo at $2,650,000. Rochester at $2,250,000, Yonkers at $1.1 million, and Mount Vernon at $1,050,000. Binghamton and Syracuse are each being awarded $750,000. A news release from the governor's office says the New York State Department of Labor will partner with local workforce development boards and community partners to provide job training and career placement services to at-risk youth. Officials say they hope to connect young people age 18 to 24 who are out of school with good-paying permanent jobs. In all, New York State is spending $154.7 million in efforts to reduce gun violence. A Pennsylvania man will serve 10 and a third years in prison for driving to New York State to try to arrange a sexual encounter with a child. Federal prosecutors say 33-year-old Peter Allen of East Stroudsburg admitted between February and May of last year he exchanged explicit messages with an undercover officer pretending to be an 11-year-old and drove to a fast food parking lot in New York near where he believed the child lived to meet her for sex. Allen was sentenced in federal court to 124 months in prison for attempted enticement and coercion of a minor. In addition, Allen has been sentenced to 15 years on probation following a release and will have to register as a sex offender. The case was investigated by the Federal Bureau of Investigation and prosecuted as part of Project Safe Childhood. WMBF First News Time 607. Investigators have yet to list the cause of a house fire in Vestal that kept crews on that scene for most of the day yesterday. The fire in the 700 block of Bun Hill Road was reported at 6 a.m. and quickly went to a second alarm. Firefighters from Vestal were joined by Endicott, Endwell, Town of Binghamton, Apple Lake, and West Corners Prospect in Silver Lake, Pennsylvania at the scene or on standby. The blaze was reported under control two hours after the initial call, but the work continued at the scene through the morning. There were no injuries reported. WMBF First News Time 608. 
A cornerstone of the Southern Tier business community will be laid to rest this weekend. According to an obituary placed by the family, the co-founder of Frazier & Son General Contractors, Graydon Stubb Frazier, passed away last week at the age of 95. Frazier was a self-taught general building contractor and designer and founded Frazier & Son with his father, heading the company until 2002 when his son, Gregory, took over the reins. He was a past president of the New York State Builders Association and owned several local apartment complexes. Calling hours will be held at the Allen Memorial Home in Endicott from 4 until 6 tomorrow with the funeral services being held Saturday at 10 a.m. And that will also be at the Allen Memorial Home in Endicott. It's 6.09 where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WMBF and WMBF. The throttle them when they deny you. You know better than going it alone. So you phone 1-800-608-3333. Stanley, Stanley Law. 215 Burnett Avenue, Syracuse, Watertown, Rochester, Binghamton, and Montrose, PA. Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Early bird traffic at 610. Watch out. It's a foggy morning in parts of the Twin Tiers. As we begin a Thursday, 22nd day of July, you may have to slow down because of reduced visibility in some areas. Otherwise, it should be a really nice day around the area. By the way, if you see any traffic problems, you can always call us on our traffic tip line, 607-772-1290. Now the forecast from the National Weather Service, patchy fog around the area for the next three hours or so. Otherwise, mostly sunny today, refreshing, high 76, partly cloudy tonight, low 54 Mostly sunny tomorrow with a slight chance of showers in the afternoon, high 78. The WNBF weekend weather forecast, mostly sunny Saturday, high 81. Mainly cloudy on Sunday, showers likely, maybe a few thunderstorms in the afternoon, high 83. Right now, it's 56 in downtown Binghamton at News Radio 1290, WNBF News Time 611. Good morning, I'm Bob Joseph. This is First News Binghamton. As we get things started, hope your Wednesday evening went well. Hope you got a good night's sleep. If that's what you were trying to do, maybe you were working all night. Maybe you're just wrapping up. Whatever your situation, glad that you're with us. As we begin today, it's going to be a busy day here on First News Binghamton with all the news that you need. We'll have a sports report coming up in three minutes at 6.15. Right after that, the day in business, how stocks are performing in Asia and Europe, and a look ahead to what the futures portend for Wall Street when stock trading begins in the United States in just over three hours. Coming up at 6.20, Dr. Sanjay Gupta with A Better Life. He'll talk about the concept of gray divorce. What is gray divorce? Dr. Gupta will discuss that. In a few minutes, also later this hour, at 6.50, Kim Commando with her tech update. Do we really need all these streaming services? Plenty to talk about today on First News Binghamton, and that's just to get you warmed up for even more to talk about from 8 to 10 this morning on WNBF's Binghamton Now program. 
We are live and local for you on this Thursday morning on News Radio 1290, where news breaks first. WNBF News Time 6. Now, Bob Joseph with sports on News Radio 1290, WNBF. 6.15 and the first sports report of your Thursday. Rumble Ponies had a big win last night at the stadium, defeating the Seawolves 10-7. Binghamton will host Erie again tonight at 6.35. Should be a good night for baseball. Meanwhile, in Cincinnati, the Mets blanked the Reds 7 to nothing. So a big win as the uh, Mets wrap up their road trip. They'll be um, preparing to play Toronto tomorrow night in Queens. So the Mets will have today off as they head back home following their series at Cincinnati. In the Bronx, pinch hitter Ryan Lamar singled home the winning run in the 10th inning, and the Yankees recovered to beat the Phillies 6-5 after blowing a late three-run lead. There was some excitement for uh, the Yankees in the seventh inning. Pitch. Swung on. Hit high in the air to right. That ball is high. It is far. It is gone in the second deck. Rugi just hits a two-run home run in the second deck and right. And the Yankees expand their lead to 5-2. Shut the door, Odor. (laughs) Rugi, a two-run blast, and the stadium is alive. Thank you, John Sterling. On 66, the fan. Enjoy. John Sterling is a national treasure. Anyway, big win last night in the Bronx. Yankees over the Phillies 6-5. Tonight, New York will travel to Boston to start the series against the Red Sox. The Jets have signed wide receiver Elijah Moore to a four-year deal. The second-round pick's contract worth $8.9 million includes a signing bonus of more than $3.8 million. ESPN reported the deal includes guaranteed money through the first three years. That's the latest in sports from News Radio 1290, WNBF News Time 6. First News Binghamton, I'm Bob Joseph, live and local in downtown Binghamton as we uh, begin your Thursday with a look at business. Asian stock markets have followed Wall Street higher for a second day as optimism about a global economic recovery appears to be outweighing concern over rising COVID cases. Market benchmarks in Shanghai, Hong Kong, Seoul, and Sydney advanced. Japanese markets are closed for a holiday. President Biden's administration says it's making $3 billion in economic development grants available to communities, a tenfold increase in the program paid for by this year's COVID relief bill. 
Pacific Gas and Electric says it'll bury 10,000 miles of its power lines in an effort to prevent its fraying grid from sparking more wildfires when electrical equipment collides with millions of trees and other vegetation. It's a huge project. It aims to bury 10% of PG&E's power lines. The cost could be as much as $30 billion. The question is, how much will ratepayers in California have to fork over? How high will electric bills go with that project? Japan aims to drastically increase its renewable energy use and reduce fossil fuel consumption over the next decade as it pushes to meet its ambitious emissions reduction target. A draft energy plan maintains the current target for nuclear energy as officials remain undecided over what to do with the nuclear industry, which has struggled since the 2011 Fukushima power plant disaster. WNBF, where news breaks first, will keep you posted with breaking business news throughout the day you can depend on news radio 1290 good morning bob joseph with you on a thursday it is believe it or not july 22nd we're moving forward before you know it it'll be august and then before you know it it'll be time for the kids to go back to school and then before you know it new year's eve the year is moving quickly. It's time now for Dr. Sanjay Gupta, A Better Life, sponsored by UHS. A Better Life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta. Have you heard the term before, gray divorce? I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent. Gray divorce is the term for a growing trend of older couples deciding to end their marriages after spending decades together, sometimes quite happily. Psychologist John Duffy says years ago, the vast majority of his client couples who weren't happy in their relationships chose to remain married out of convenience or routine or even a sense of familiarity. But over the past few years, many are deliberately choosing to part ways. The data backs them up. The divorce rate for Americans 50 and older has doubled over the past 30 years. Many of these splits are totally amicable. Spouses deciding to close one chapter in their lives and begin a new one. I want to be clear, though, it's never too late to also work on your marriage. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, helping you live a better life. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit beefy, or even with type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Affordable term life insurance is out there. Call term provider and speak with Big Lou at 800-481-1458. 800-481-1458 or visit BigLou.com. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Ah, there's no place like Panera, where a bite of the toasty, saucy chipotle chicken avocado melt tastes like, oh, focaccia. A cool and refreshing strawberry poppy seed salad al fresco is so sweet. And a cheesy chipotle chicken and bacon flatbread pizza in your favorite booth feels just right. So treat yourself, because there's no place like Panera. Order on the app today. Restrictions apply. Visit PaneraBread.com. A Better Life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta. Every weekday morning, right here on First News Binghamton. Quite a scene in Kirkwood when a FedEx home delivery truck smashed into a Subaru Leg- Legacy sedan. Two people injured. The truck driver trapped. 
We have video and pictures from the scene on WNBF.com, where news breaks first. WNBF News Time, 6... Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBF. And there are no big traffic delays right now. No serious crashes or unexpected issues around the Twin Tiers. One thing you do have to take into account this morning is some dense patchy fog. And that likely will be around for another two or three hours. So... Pay attention, slow down as appropriate. We'll keep you posted for any serious crashes. You'll hear about it on First News Binghamton. Now, the forecast from the National Weather Service. Mostly sunny today, 76. Partly cloudy tonight, patchy fog again, 54. Mostly sunny tomorrow, a slight chance of showers in the early afternoon, 78. The WNBF weekend forecast, mostly sunny Saturday, 81. Cloudy Sunday, showers likely, maybe a few thunderstorms in the afternoon, 83. Right now, it's 56 in downtown Binghamton at News Radio 1290. WNBF News Time 626 coming up at 6.30. Kathy White, live and local. From the WNBF News Center today on First News, well, Binghamton now, after First News Binghamton, we'll be taking your phone calls, reading selected emails. Hold on a second. It sounds like a selected email now. Hmm. Hmm. Well, we just, <laughs> just received information. Guess who might be on this morning? And it's in flux, but it, it truly, as they say, this just in. Brian Kilmeade, you know Brian Kilmeade, who is on from 10 to noon now on News Radio 1290 WNBF. It looks as though we may actually be speaking with Brian Kilmeade on First News Binghamton, or more likely on Binghamton now. He has a busy schedule in the morning, but at this point, based on the latest information from Brian's people. We may be speaking with him. We'll also speak with John Bain from the Binghamton Rumble Ponies. Jimmy Veilkind from the Wall Street Journal. He had that interesting story about some of the wealthy donors who in the past have given a lot of money to Governor Cuomo's campaign fund. Well, Jimmy Veilkind will report to us on his lengthy interview with the owner of Tioga Downs. Mm-hmm. That was quite interesting. That was quite revealing with Jeff Garral saying that Andrew Cuomo is a bully and his tactics are a disgrace. So we'll talk about that with Jimmy Veilkind right here on WNBF's Binghamton Now. It's going to be a busy day today. WNBF News Time, 6. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning at 6.30. Some fog again today. That seems to be the norm for the next few days. Fair skies at the airport. They're above the fog level. 55 degrees right now. High today getting into the mid-70s. Senate Republicans rejecting an effort to bring debate on a bipartisan infrastructure deal that senators brokered with President Joe Biden. 
But pressure is mounting as supporters insist they just need more time before another vote, possibly next week. Global stock markets have followed Wall Street higher for a second day as optimism about a global economic recovery appears to be outweighing concern over rising coronavirus cases. Market benchmarks rose in Frankfurt, Shanghai, and Hong Kong. London opened down less than 0.1%. Wall Street futures were up after the S&P 500 index rose 0.8% overnight, putting it on pay for a weekly gain after rebounding from Monday's 1.6% loss. Investors are wavering between looking ahead to a global recovery supported by easy credit from central banks and unease it might be delayed by the spread of the more contagious Delta variant of the coronavirus. Once tomorrow's opening ceremony is in the books, the first day of competition at the Summer Olympics will be a busy one. For nearly three hours on Saturday evening, the world's best swimmers will be in the water at the Tokyo Aquatic Center. As with most events, the stands will be empty. And while Team USA men's captain Ryan Murphy says he draws energy from a crowd... It's just another distraction that's not there. So so it allows us to really hone in on on what we're doing, what we're there to do, and and hopefully we can do it really well. First up on Saturday will be the men's 400-meter individual medley. Michael Phelps' 2008 world record still stands. Jim Ryan, ABC News at the Summer Olympics in Tokyo. WMBF First News Time 632. The Broome County Health Department is scrambling to prepare for the upcoming fall school semester and how the new school year will look in the ongoing pandemic. Broome County Public Health Director Rebecca Kaufman says part of that work over the past couple months has involved plans for testing in the schools. The Broome County Legislature is scheduled to vote today on accepting a $5 million grant from Health Research Incorporated for the County Health Department to conduct COVID-19 testing in schools this year. Kaufman says the $5,296,911 can help districts keep track of possible cases among students, staff, and faculty, especially in areas where residents may not have easy access to primary care physicians. She says with fewer cases of the coronavirus being reported from a year ago, people may be inclined to wait out milder symptoms instead of going right out to get tested, especially if they live in areas where it's harder to get to a doctor's office. Kaufman says the health department is currently working out with the districts how they want to do the testing, whether it's in the school nurse's office or using health department staff to help do the swabs. Kaufman says the goal is to make sure children can get back to school for in-person learning in the upcoming school year. Meanwhile, the health director says they are still waiting for guidance from New York State regarding the wearing of masks in the schoolroom this fall. You can hear more from Rebecca Kaufman about the county's continued response to the pandemic, concerns about the Delta variant, and more when the director is our guest on Southern Tier Close-Up, not this Saturday, but on July 31st at 6.03 a.m. right here on News Radio 1290 WMBF. Well, a service that provides information on a wide variety of issues and played a major role in keeping the flow of information going between authorities and the public during the early days of the pandemic is getting a financial boost from New York State. Assemblywoman Donna Lopardo is announcing the United Way's 211 helpline is getting a $750,000 increase in funding this year. The service is operated 24 hours a day, seven days a week with live operators answering questions and providing information to anyone who calls 211 or goes online at helpme211.org. The new allocation from New York State becomes to $2 million. 
The Lombardo says during the budget negotiation, she became aware of the huge jump in call volume to 211 services across the state. With the helplines serving as a primary source of information on food, housing, mental health, transportation, medical, and other services during quarantine. In early March 2020, the Susquehanna River region was activated as a backup emergency response by the Broome County Office of Emergency Services and fielded nearly 74,000 calls. That's a 46% call volume increase. Minor injuries are being reported following a collision between a delivery truck and a passenger passenger vehicle on Route 17 yesterday. A Federal Express home delivery truck wound up on its side in the crash that also involved a sedan near New York State Route 17 interchange shortly before 11 a.m. in the town of Kirkwood. New York State Police, the Five Mile Point Fire Department, and the Superior Ambulance were sent to the scene at the intersection of the Route 17 extension and Francis Street. The FedEx truck went off the road and down a slight embankment before overturning on the north side of Valley Park. Two people who were in, in the sedan were taken to a hospital to be evaluated for what appeared to be minor injuries. It's 635, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WMBF and WMBF. News Radio 638. I'm Bob Joseph along with Kathy White on First News Binghamton. We've got you covered. Yes, things can happen while you're asleep. Things can happen while you're at work. The good news is we are paying attention. We are reporting for the Twin Tiers. So when news breaks out, we'll let you know about it both on air and online at WNBF.com. Coming up next, traffic and weather together, and then in just a little over five minutes at 6.45, we'll have the latest in sports on First News, Binghamton, WNBF News Times. Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBF. At 640, your update, the road report for the Twin Tiers, and we have no issues. There are no significant issues on area roadways at the moment. So if you're going through on the highways or the secondary roadways, you should not encounter any major problems. Perhaps the biggest issue this morning as we get started is fog there is patchy dense fog so be prepared to slow down in some areas with reduced visibility throughout the morning we will keep you posted with the very latest information there is one note from dot moving alternating lane closures will happen again today near the 1781 split in binghamton they're going to be inspecting the pavement for future repair work and those alternating lane closures at various areas around the 1781 split in Binghamton will be going on today from 9 to 3. So pay attention, not just there, but all work zones. Slow down, give them a break. Now the forecast from the National Weather Service 
fog this morning for another hour or so. Otherwise, mostly sunny today, high 76, partly cloudy tonight, low 54, mostly sunny tomorrow with a slight chance of showers early in the afternoon, high 78. For the weekend, the WNBF forecast, mostly sunny Saturday, high 81, cloudy Sunday with showers likely and perhaps a couple of thunderstorms in the afternoon, high 83. Right now, it's 56 in downtown Binghamton at News Radio 1290. WNBF News Time 642. Coming up, sports at 645. An ABC business update. Wall Street now at 648. And Kim Commando at 650. Kim today will be asking the very important question Do we really need all these streaming services? I'm Bob Joseph with Kathy White. This is First News Binghamton on WNBF. Now, Bob Joseph with sports on News Radio 1290 WNBF. At 6:45, speaking of sports, good night for the Rumble Ponies at the stadium. A win, defeating the Erie Seawolves 10 to 7. And the teams will face each other again tonight. First pitch scheduled for 6.35 in Cincinnati. The Mets wrapped up their road trip with a big win over the Reds, 7 to nothing. A bit of excitement in the seventh inning. Here's the call. Uh, Luis Guillorme hit a two-run home run to center field to put the Mets up 7 to nothing. Tomas Nito scored. Two and two, the pitch. Yorme lifts one toward deep right center field. Aquino racing back for it. He's near the wall, and that's gone. And that is gone, and um, there was the final. Seven to nothing, a big win for the Mets. Mets will be off today. They will start their series against the Blue Jays in Queens tomorrow night. Meanwhile, in the Bronx, Yankees had uh, a great outing against the Phillies. It was close, though. Ultimately, the Yankees uh, managed to hang in there. Pinch hitter Ryan Lamar singled home the winning run in the 10th inning. The Yankees did recover to beat Philadelphia 6-5 after blowing a late three-run lead. Philadelphia overcame a 5-2 deficit when it sent nine batters to the plate in the eighth inning against Zach Britton and Nick Nelson. So, hey, they managed to pull it out, but we'll just say it wasn't pretty. Still, it's a win. NFL news, the Jets have signed wide receiver Elijah Moore to a four-year deal. The second-round pick's contract is worth $8.9 million. It includes a signing bonus of almost $4 million. Getting back to baseball, the Mets traded outfielder Billy McKinney to the Dodgers for minor league outfielder Carlos Wincone and Cash. National League East leading Mets also claimed right-hander Roel Ramirez off waivers from the St. Louis Cardinals. The Mets acquired McKinney from Milwaukee on May 25th. And that's the latest in sports from News Radio 1290, WNBF, It's Thursday morning. This is First News. I'm Bob Joseph, along with Kathy White. We've got all the news you need. Let's face it. You go to bed every night and you say, gee, I hope nothing 
wild happens overnight while I'm sleeping, well, sometimes something wild can happen. If it does, we report it to you. First thing in the morning on First News Binghamton. WNBF News Time, 648. From ABC News, Wall Street Now, investors posted their second straight day of gains on Wednesday, sending the Dow Jones Industrial Average 286 points higher for a close at 34,798. The Standard & Poor's 500 and the Nasdaq Composite each picked up nearly 1%. Soon, average people, albeit very wealthy average people, will follow Sir Richard Branson and Jeff Bezos to the edge of space. Investment firm UBS predicts that space tourism will be a $4 billion business by 2030. First-time buyers looking for starter homes may have to wait a bit longer. According to Freddie Mac, an average of 418,000 entry-level houses were built every year in the late 1970s. In 2020, that number had dropped to about 65,000 per year. Catching a ride by app was a little tricky in a few cities yesterday. Uber and Lyft drivers in nearly a dozen places refused to work for a few hours on Wednesday, demanding better pay and legal protections. Jim Ryan, ABC News. Business news at 18 minutes and 48 minutes past the hour. Weekday mornings here on First News Binghamton. Coming up later today, of course, it's Binghamton Now from 8 to 10. We'll be talking with John Bain with Binghamton Rumble Ponies. Also, Jimmy Jimmy Veilkind from the Wall Street Journal about that explosive story. Some really... Interesting comments that Jeff Garal, the owner of Tioga Downs, made regarding Governor Andrew Cuomo. So uh, a story that broke in the Wall Street Journal. Jimmy Veilkind spoke with Jeff Garal for about four hours, and we will speak with Jimmy Veilkind at about 8.45 this morning right here on News Radio 1290 during Binghamton Now. WNBF News Time, 6.50. Kim Commando says, do we really have to pay for all that content these days? Streaming services are having the same problem that plagued cable. Customers are asking, do we really need all these streaming services? I'm Kim Commando, brought to you by T-Mobile. Their advanced network now goes farther than ever before. Visit T-Mobile.com slash 55 today. Don't believe the news that Netflix is tanking. Netflix is still the biggest with 208 million paying subscribers. Amazon Prime has 170 million, Disney 103 million, HBO and HBO Max share 64 million, moping along is NBC's Peacock, 42 million so-called signups. No one knows exactly how many actually subscribe. The same with Apple. They don't say either. Hulu and CBS each have 38 million, Discovery's barely there with 15 million. The space is definitely crowded. Customers won't hesitate to cancel when money is tight. You can do what I do. Subscribe to only one streaming service per month. Watch what you want, then cancel, and move on to the next one. Get more tech news 24-7 at commando.com. Whether you need it for work, school, or a special project, it's very important to have the right printer. The Epson EcoTank is a new type of printer that doesn't use cartridges. Stop buying expensive ink cartridges and save yourself the frustration of replacing ink cartridges ever again. The Epson EcoTank printers have super-sized, easy-to-fill ink tanks, and they come with just a ridiculous amount of ink. If you're like me, you've tried rationing your printing to save yourself from replacing those expensive ink cartridges. With the Epson EcoTank, you don't have to worry about running out of ink. So start printing in color all you want. You can kiss expensive cartridges goodbye already. But hurry, because the Epson EcoTank is changing the way people print. It's flying off the shelves. I just love mine. 
The Epson EcoTank makes it easy. Make the switch today. Add the Epson EcoTank to your online shopping list so you can just fill and chill. Epson EcoTank printers, available at Best Buy, Office Depot, Staples, and at Epson.com slash EcoTank Kim. Kim Commando, weekday mornings at 6.50 on First News Binghamton. WNBF. It's Bob Joseph with you at 652. We stand at 56 degrees. It's refreshing for some reason. The air feels so clean, so delightful, so crisp. It's a big difference from the other night with all that smoke, all the fine particulate matter that made breathing difficult for so many of us this morning. You can not only wake up and smell the coffee, you can wake up and go out on the deck and take a deep, cleansing breath, fresh air, now that the cool front has moved in. So a lot of that smoke that was a big problem earlier in the week has cleared out of the area. Big news in Scranton, Biden Street, the city council voting unanimously to give President Biden not one, but two streets named in his honor. So Spruce Street will become Biden Street, and the Central Scranton Expressway will be the President Joseph R. Biden Jr. Expressway. So the people of Scranton will honor their native son. Not one, but two streets named to honor Joe Biden. WNBF News Time 6.54. ABC News will cover the nation and the world at 7. Then Kathy White live from the WNBF News Center right after that with the live local and regional update. This is First News. The Don Giovanni Show. Hello, friends. I'm back. Back where it all started over 30 years ago. That's right. We're right here at News Radio 1290 WNBF. Tell your friends about it every Saturday night from 6 to 9 with Frank Sinatra. Old Blue Eyes is back with me, Old Brown Eyes. And Sundays from noon to 3. That's right. An Italian house party get together right here where it all started. Don Giovanni Show on WNBF. Six fifty-seven WNBF, and according to the Windsor Standard, the new edition just off the presses, the Colesville Historian Advisory Committee has a quilt show coming up. So, if you want to enjoy a quilt show, you will be able to do so in a couple weeks, August seventh. The Colesville Historian Advisory Committee will hold a quilt show August 7th from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. at the United Methodist Church in Bethel Chapel in Harpersville. It's according to the brand-new edition of the Windsor Standard. Support local journalism. WNBF News Time, 658. Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBF. And it's a quiet start to our Thursday morning on the highways and byways of the Twin Tiers. We have no reports of crashes or delays at this point. Of course, you can help us. You can be our extra set of eyes as you travel around the region today if you spot. A serious crash, a FedEx truck, say, on its side at a Kirkwood Park. That's what happened yesterday. Hey, let us know. 
We report to the people on WNBF. Our traffic tip line is 772-1290. Forecast from the National Weather Service. Some dense fog this morning, otherwise mostly sunny today. High 76, partly cloudy tonight, low 54. Mostly sunny tomorrow with a chance of showers and thunderstorms. High 78, mostly sunny Saturday. High 81. Right now, refreshing 56, some fog in downtown Binghamton at News Radio 1290. WNBF News Time, 6 schools. Or click to call and talk. Whatever works for you. Here to talk, here to listen, here to support. Always confidential and always free. NYProjectHope.org. I'm Bob Joseph with First News Binghamton at 7 o'clock. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. It's 55 degrees at 7.04. The forecast for today, areas of fog this morning, otherwise mostly sunny and a high in the mid-70s. New York State is hoping job training will help curb gun violence in places like Binghamton. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo has announced the parlor city will be getting $750,000 to fund workforce training and job placement programs for young workers. 20 cities are sharing $16 million in the funding that was announced yesterday. Previously, the governor announced $12 million would be directed to New York City. The top awards in the latest round are going to Buffalo at $2,650,000, Rochester at $2,250,000, Yonkers at $1.1 million, and Mount Vernon at $1,050,000. Binghamton and Syracuse are each being awarded $750,000. A news release from the governor's office says the New York State Department of Labor will partner with local workforce development boards and community partners to provide job training and career placement services to at-risk youth. Officials say they hope to connect young people age 18 to 24 who are out of school with good-paying permanent jobs. In all, New York State is spending $154.7 million in efforts to reduce gun violence. A Pennsylvania man will serve 10 and a third years in prison for driving to New York State to try to arrange a sexual encounter with a child. Federal prosecutors say 33-year-old Peter Allen of East Strasburg admitted between February and May of last year he exchanged explicit messages with an undercover officer pretending to be an 11-year-old and drove to a fast food parking lot in New York near where he believed the child lived to meet her for sex. Allen was sentenced in federal court to 124 months in prison for attempted enticement and coercion of a minor. In addition, Allen has been sentenced to 15 years on probation following release and will have to register as a sex offender. The case was investigated by the Federal Bureau of Investigation and prosecuted as part of Project Safe Childhood. Information about Project Safe Childhood can be found at www.justice.gov slash PSC. Investigators have yet to list the cause of a house fire in Vestal that kept crews on the scene for most of the day yesterday. The fire in the 700 block of Bun Hill Road was reported at 6 a.m. and quickly went to a second alarm. Firefighters from Vestal were joined by Endicott, Edwell, Town of Binghamton, Appalachian, West Corners, Prospect, and Silver Lake, Pennsylvania at the scene or on standby. The blaze was reported under control two hours after the initial call, but work continued at the scene through the morning. There were no injuries reported. 
WMBF First News Time 707. Pennsylvania health officials are defending their decision to award another no-bid deal for COVID-19 contact tracing after a serious data breach involved the state's previous vendor. They call it an urgent priority with cases rising in schools preparing to reopen for the fall. The Department of Health has awarded a $34 million contract to Boston-based public consulting group through an emergency procurement allowing them to bypass normal contracting procedures. That's the same process that Pennsylvania officials used to hire the first vendor, which the health department fired in May after the company employees compromised the private data of more than 70,000 residents. Pennsylvania Governor Tom Wolf's administration says it wants to require nursing homes to boost staffing levels. State officials yesterday announced the first in what they describe as a series of updates to outdated long-term care regulations. Under the proposed regulation, nursing homes would be required to provide at least 4.1 hours of direct care per patient per day, an increase of more than 50%. The state's top health official says that would help reduce falls, malnutrition, dehydration, infections, bed sores, and other maladies. An industry group denounces the proposal as out of touch and unattainable. A cornerstone of the Southern Tier business community is being laid to rest this weekend. According to an obituary placed by the family, the co-founder of Fraser & Son General Contractors, Graydon Stubb Fraser, passed away last week at the age of 95. Fraser was a self-taught general building contractor and designer and founded Fraser & Son with his father, heading the company until 2002 when his son Gregory took the reins. He was a past president of the New York State Builders Association and owned several local apartment complexes. Calling hours will be at the Allen Memorial Home in Endicott from 4 until 6 tomorrow with the funeral services Saturday at 10 a.m. at the funeral home. It's 7.09 where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WMBF and WMBF. Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBF. 710 and the traffic news is good news because there really is no traffic news around the Twin Tiers at the moment. We're not aware of serious crashes or delays. Of course, if something crops up, we'll let you know right away. We'll keep you out of a jam and you can help us on our mission as well. Calling the WNBF traffic tip line at 607-772-1290. Weather forecast from the National Weather Service. Some dense fog this morning. Another couple of hours. Otherwise, mostly sunny today. Very nice. Very pleasant. High 76. Partly cloudy tonight, low 54, mostly sunny tomorrow with a slight chance of showers in the early afternoon, high 78 for the weekend. The WNBF forecast, mostly sunny on Saturday, high 81, mostly cloudy on Sunday with showers likely and possibly some thunderstorms in the afternoon, a high Sunday 83. Right now, 56, clean, clear air across the Twin Tiers, that uh, nasty smoke, the haze that we experienced over the last couple of days with all the smoke from the wildfires in the western states and Canada, for the most part, that's gone, so you can breathe easy 
after uh, a day or two that was difficult for many people. Many people had some health difficulties because of all that smoke. Well, today is much better. We will keep you posted with the latest in weather. Also coming up on First News Binghamton at 7.15, we check sports. 7.18, business. And, of course, Kathy White is back at 7.30 with the latest from the WNBF News Center because we work for you, WNBF, where news breaks first. Good morning. It's 7.12. This is First News. Now, Bob Joseph with sports on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Big night for Rumble Ponies fans at the stadium. Binghamton defeating Erie 10 to 7. So chalk it up as a W for the hometown team. And the Rumble Ponies will host the Seawolves again tonight. First pitch at 635. Excitement in the Bronx. Ryan Lamar hit a walk-off RBI single to deep right, scoring Gary Sanchez and giving New York a 6-5 win over the Phillies. Now here's Lamar. Swung on and he's going to win the game. A high fly to deep right. Miller back, away back. The ball lands, I think, in the stands. The game is over. Sanchez scores, and the Yankees win it 6-5. John Sterling with the call on the fan, WFAN New York. After the game, manager Aaron Boone talked about the walk-off win over the Phillies and discussed outfielder Ryan Lamar's game-winning hit. Well, he's got experience, and he's a pro, man. He, he is He's thrilled to be here. Um, you know, his work is terrific. He's prepared for, for, you know, all kinds of situations. Obviously, that was a situation, you know, if... If Glaber got him over, we we're gonna we we're gonna hit him there. He was he was ready for that for you know preparing for that for over an inning probably, um, and you know I love the aggression. You know it's like you know what you're looking for. I don't want to get ball in the air. You know using the entire field, got to pitch up and out over the plate that he could uh, get in the air. And it's just a really pro job of hitting right there in that spot. Meanwhile, in Cincinnati, Mets wrapped up their road trip with a big win over the Reds. 7 to nothing last night. Mets are off today. They'll be back home in Queens tomorrow night hosting the Blue Jays. Investigators say eight Olympic qualifying performances in track and field were wiped out because of suspicions of cheating, and the athletes were denied entry to the Tokyo Games. Tracks Athletics Integrity Unit says reports of suspicious activity came from 16 different countries. The alerts included unreliable photo finish pictures, short measuring courses, and incorrect timings. Investigations are now assessing if fraud was involved in the eight suspect cases. Track and field events start at the National Stadium in Tokyo a week from tomorrow. That's the latest in sports. We bring you sports at 15 and 45 minutes after each hour here on First News Binghamton. WNBF News Time, 718. Money news now. And things are looking promising for trading here in the United States. Wall Street opening up in just over two hours. The Dow futures are up 63 points. And the NASDAQ futures are up 12 points. So things might go well today for 
your stocks. We'll see how things actually uh, go. We'll have business updates from ABC during the day. Asian stock markets followed Wall Street higher for a second day as optimism about a global economic recovery appears to be outweighing concern over rising coronavirus cases. Market benchmarks in Shanghai, Hong Kong, Seoul, and Sydney advanced. Japanese markets are closed for a holiday. Wednesday trading, Wall Street's S&P 500 rose eight-tenths of a point, putting it on pace for a weekly gain after rebounding from Monday's 1.6% loss. That's the latest in business news. WNBF News Time, 719. Bob Joseph on First News Binghamton. Today is Thursday, July 22nd, 2021. 56 degrees, some patchy, dense fog around the region today. Should be one of the nicer days of July. We expect mostly sunny skies today, high 76. And most of the haze and that smoke from the western wildfires is now out of here. We've got uh, some really fresh air, so you should be able to enjoy yourself for whatever outdoor activities you may have planned for today. Everybody wants to be entertained. Absolutely. And everybody wants to know the latest in entertainment news. Well, your wish is our command. ABC Entertainment News. Music legend Joni Mitchell is one of the five people just announced to receive this year's Kennedy Center honors this December. Actress and singer Bette Midler is also on that list. So Saturday Night Live creator Lorne Michaels, opera singer Justino Diaz, and Motown founder Barry Gordy Jr. If it seems like we just had a ceremony, you're right. 2020s was postponed until May of this year because of the pandemic. And the Emmy goes to... There won't be any post-show governor's balls at this September's Emmys. The TV Academy announcing they're canceling the bashes for the second consecutive year due to the pandemic resurgence in Los Angeles. You can also blame the pandemic for the production halt on FX's American Horror Story. Variety reports an unidentified cast members tested positive for the virus. Guess I'm a bad liar. And birthday wishes to Selena Gomez. She's 29 Thursday. I'm Christopher Watson, ABC News. 723 WNBF, live and local. We live here, we work here, we report here. We're part of the community. We have been for decades. And we're not going anywhere. Here's an interesting story out in Kirkwood. The planning board has uh, approved an addition. It's not huge, but it is notable for Schneider's Market. Country Courier in the new edition, just off the presses, reports that they plan to construct a wood structure on the Schneider's Market building, 10 by 12 feet, uh, they say the store on Crescent Drive is going to use that addition for employees to deliver online orders to vehicles in the parking lot. It's not an entrance or an exit to the store, according to the owner who designed it and is doing the work. That's according to the Country Courier. And we thank them for their work because we support local journalism. And we encourage you to support local journalism as well. 
Speaking of local journalism, let's see what's on the front page of the Press and Sun Bulletin today. Delta variant complicates the battle against COVID. There's also a story about a former Olympic hopeful who's chasing a new dream. And, ooh, something involving the Endicott mayor. Linda Jackson brings legal team to a meeting. And that is on the front page of our Press and Sun Bulletin. Remember, WNBF is working for you with uh, late-breaking local news. Yesterday, people were wondering what happened with that FedEx truck. Why did the FedEx home delivery truck wind up on its side in a Kirkwood park? Well, we had to find out. So we didn't wait around for a news release to be prepared. Of course, WNBF News went to the scene. We found out what happened. We got the preliminary information, and of course it was reported on WNBF.com. You can see that story on our website with the pictures and the video from the scene. So some of your packages that were supposed to arrive from FedEx yesterday didn't arrive on time? Well, maybe that's why. It appeared to me that none of the packages was damaged. They did have to empty the uh, truck before they hauled the wrecked truck off to wherever you take wrecked vehicles. But it appeared, by my observation at the scene, that none of the packages was damaged. So maybe they were delayed by a day or so. But you'll probably get 726, this is News Radio 1290, WNBF. Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290, WNBF. And on this Thursday morning, no wrecked trucks to report. Everybody seems to be doing okay at the moment, despite the patchy, dense fog in parts of the Twin Tiers. And we'll keep our fingers crossed that there will be few crashes today and people will pay attention, drive defensively. Forecast today from the National Weather Service, mostly sunny after the fog dissipates. The high today is 76, partly cloudy tonight, low 54. Sunny tomorrow, a chance of showers early in the afternoon, high 78. And the weekend forecast, mostly sunny Saturday, high 81. Cloudy Sunday with showers likely and maybe a few thunderstorms in the afternoon. High 83. Right now it's 56 in downtown Binghamton at News Radio 1290. Coming up next, the local report with Kathy White. WNBF News Time 7. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. A little bit of fog plaguing the morning commute today. 55 degrees, mostly sunny today, and a high into the mid-70s. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi is rejecting two Republicans tapped by House GOP leader Kevin McCarthy to sit on a committee investigating the January 6th Capitol insurrection. McCarthy denounced the decision Wednesday as an egregious abuse of power and said the GOP would not participate in the investigation if Democrats won't accept the members he appoints. 
Pelosi cited the integrity of the probe in refusing to accept the appointments of Indiana Representative Jim Banks or Ohio Representative Jim Jordan. The two men are outspoken allies of former President Donald Trump, whose supporters laid siege to the Capitol that day and interrupt the certification of President Joe Biden's win. A judge says victims and families who suffered losses in the collapse of a 12-story oceanfront Florida condominium will get a minimum of $150 million in compensation initially. Judge Michael Hansman said at a hearing yesterday that the sum includes insurance on the Champlain Towers South Building and the expected proceeds from the sale of the Surfside property where the structure once stood. It does not include proceeds from any of the numerous lawsuits filed since the June 24th collapse that left at least 97 people dead. Those lawsuits are being consolidated into a single class action, partially, potentially covering all victims and family members. At least 78 fires are burning across 13 states, mostly in the West. California's largest electric utility says its equipment may have started one fire that destroyed eight buildings near Redding. The company is now taking action to prevent future fires. California's largest power company, PG&E, says it plans to spend $15 billion to bury 10,000 miles of power lines to reduce the risk of fires. The CEO getting emotional when making the pledge. I have a team of dedicated men and women who wake up every day to serve. The company's equipment has been blamed for several deadly fires in California. That report from ABC's Andrew Dimbert. The Broome County Health Department is scrambling to prepare for the upcoming fall school semester and how the new school year is going to look in the ongoing pandemic. Broome County Public Health Director Rebecca Kaufman says part of that work over the past couple of months has involved plans for testing in the schools for COVID. The Broome County Legislature is scheduled to vote today on accepting a $5 million award from Health Research Incorporated for the Broome County Health Department to conduct COVID-19 testing in the schools this year. Kaufman says the $5 million can help districts keep track of possible cases among students, staff, and faculty, especially in those areas where residents may not have easy access to primary care physicians. She says with fewer cases of the coronavirus being reported from a year ago, people may be included to weigh out milder symptoms instead of going right out to get tested, especially if they live in areas where it is harder to get to a doctor's office. Kaufman says the health department is currently working out with the district how they want to do the testing, whether it's in the school nurse's office or using health department staff to help do the swabs. Kaufman says the goal is to make sure children can get back to school for in-person learning in the upcoming school year. Meanwhile, the health director says they are still waiting for guidance from New York State regarding the wearing of masks for the fall. You can hear more from Rebecca Kaufman about the county's continued response to the pandemic, concerns about the Delta variant, and more when the director is our guest on Southern Tier Close-Up on July 31st. That'll air at 6.30 a.m. on News, uh, 6.03 a.m. on News Radio 1290 WMBF. A service that provides information on a wide variety of issues and played a major role in keeping the flow of information going between authorities and the public during the early days of the pandemic is getting a financial boost from New York State. Assemblywoman Donna Lopardo is announcing the United Way's 211 helpline is getting a $750,000 increase in funding this year. The service is operated 24 hours a day, seven days a week with live operators answering questions and providing information to anyone who dials 211 or 
goes online at helpme211.org. The new allocation from New York State comes to $2 million for the budget. Lepardo says during the budget negotiation, she became aware of the huge jump in call volume to 211 services across the state, with the helplines serving as a primary source of information on food, housing, mental health, transportation, medical, and other services during the quarantine. It's 735, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WMBF and WMBF.com. Seven thirty-seven. I'm Bob Joseph on First News Binghamton. It's Thursday, July twenty-second. Welcome to our world, and we uh, are just glad to keep reporting for you. We keep you posted with things that are going on. What about that um, downtown Binghamton building, the First National Bank building? Could they tear that down? Well, seems improbable, but I've seen buildings in downtown Binghamton torn down before. Remember the Ross and O'Neill buildings? People told me they'll never tear those buildings down. Well, eventually they did. And look what we have now at that corner of Court and State Streets. For years and years and years where the once-proud, the once-mighty Ross and O'Neill buildings stood. The city owns that property. There's nothing happening there. They used to have benches there until people kept overdosing on drugs, and then they took out the benches. So now there's essentially nothing. So you have to wonder about the future of buildings in downtown Binghamton. Would somebody actually be able to tear down a building that so many people love? I don't see how they could do it, but as we reported, the owner of the First National Bank building says he's going to call in the company that does demolitions around here and find how much it would cost to tear that building down. 739 WNBF coming up, traffic and weather together, and then we'll take a look at Friday morning sports. I'm Bob Joseph with Kathy White. This is First News. Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBF. The 740 update on your Thursday morning, and at the moment, there are no serious travel issues in Broome and Tioga counties and surrounding counties as well. We have no reports of serious crashes or delays. Binghamton DOT says there are going to be moving alternating lane closures again today in both directions at the 1781 split. In Binghamton, they'll be inspecting the pavement, looking for areas in need of repair. The moving alternating lane closures around the 1781 split in Binghamton are scheduled for 9 to 3 today. That also is expected to occur tomorrow, again from 9 to 3. So watch out for workers near the 1781 split. And for that matter, watch out for all the work zones all over the place. It's summertime. They have to fix up the roads before we get another 40 inches of snow. Here's the forecast from the National Weather Service. 
Should be a decent day today. In fact, refreshing. And for some of us who are not that impressed with really warm temperatures, this might be almost as good as it gets. Mostly sunny today after the fog disappears, which should be another hour or so. Today's high, 76, gentle winds out of the west, becoming northwest 5 to 10 miles per hour. Partly cloudy tonight, low 54, mostly sunny tomorrow, with a slight chance of showers early in the afternoon, high 78. The weekend forecast, mostly sunny Saturday, high 81, cloudy Sunday with showers likely and maybe a few thunderstorms in the afternoon, high 83. Right now, it's 55, a little bit of fog around Binghamton. You're listening to News Radio 1290, where news breaks first. Remember, you can hear us, as always, on your radio at AM 1290, streaming live on WNBF.com, or... The convenient way to take WNBF with you wherever you go is with the WNBF app. It's free, it's convenient, and so whether you're in Binghamton or Birmingham or Biloxi or any other place that begins with the letter B, you'll have WNBF with you. Stay connected with WNBF using the WNBF app. WNBF News Time, 7.43. A check of Friday morning sports. Is- now, Bob Joseph with sports on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Live at 7.45, the Binghamton Rumble Ponies, a big win at the stadium last night, getting past the Erie Seawolves 10-7. They'll do it again tonight. The two teams face off starting at 6.35. Mets wrapped up their road trip in Cincinnati last night. Blanking Cincinnati, 7-0. So the Mets over the Reds, 7-0. The uh, Mets are off. Today, they'll head back east, and then tomorrow night in Queens, they'll host the Blue Jays. Toronto looking forward to eventually getting back home, finally being able to play in their hometown before long. They've been playing in Buffalo. A friend uh, went to the game with the uh, Red Sox and the Blue Jays in Buffalo on Monday night, and she really was happy that the Red Sox had a big win. She also timed it correctly, too, because the weather really didn't cooperate much after Monday night. Elsewhere in baseball last night, very interesting game for the Yankees in the Bronx. They managed to pull it out, but it really wasn't pretty. Ryan Lamar hit a walk-off RBI single to deep right, scoring Gary Sanchez, and that gave New York a 6-5 to win over the Phillies. Now here's Lamar. Swung on and he's going to win the game. A high fly to deep right. Miller back, away back. The ball lands, I think, in the stands. The game is over. Sanchez scores, and the Yankees win it 6-5. Yeah, the Yankees were lucky. They blew a late three-run lead, but they managed to uh, come back and get a win uh, over the Phillies. So they wrap up that series and then get set to travel to Boston starting a series against the Red Sox tonight. Well, that should be interesting. The Jets signed wide receiver Elijah Moore to a four-year deal with second-round picks contract worth nearly $9 million. It includes a signing bonus of $3.8 million. 
Teenage substitute Ralph Prizo scored his first MLS goal to give Toronto FC a one-to-one tie with the New York Red Bulls. The 18-year-old Prizo scored in the 62nd minute. Goalkeeper Carlos Coronel was only able to keep Jefferson Soteldo's high cross away, and the ball went straight to Prizo for a left-footed shot that bounced off the ground and into the goal. Toronto improved 1-0-2 under interim coach Javier Perez. Roger Federer, who withdrew from the Olympics because of a knee injury, and Naomi Osaka, who skipped Wimbledon and withdrew from the French Open because of mental issues, are both in the singles field for the U.S. Open. That's the latest in sports from News Radio 1290. It's Binghamton now. Well, yes, feels like Binghamton now. It's uh, actually First News Binghamton. At the moment, Binghamton Now will start in just a few minutes after the 8 o'clock news. And we have a lot going on today, including an anticipated conversation live with Brian Kilmeade. I'm looking at Fox News Channel right now, and it appears to me Brian Kilmeade is on live with Fox and Friends. But in about mm, 40 minutes or so, Brian Kilmeade should be live with us. On Binghamton Now, here on News Radio 1290. So, if you want to know more about Brian Kilmeade, maybe you've seen him on Fox News Channel, or maybe you haven't, and maybe you're just curious about who he is, where he's coming from, and his background, we plan to speak with him live coming up next hour here on News Radio 1290. WNBF, time now for Money News. From ABC News, Wall Street Now. Investors posted their second straight day of gains on Wednesday, sending the Dow Jones Industrial Average 286 points higher for a close at 34,798. The Standard & Poor's 500 and the Nasdaq Composite each picked up nearly 1%. Soon, average people, albeit very wealthy average people, will follow Sir Richard Branson and Jeff Bezos to the edge of space. Investment firm UBS predicts that space tourism will be a $4 billion business by 2030. First-time buyers looking for starter homes may have to wait a bit longer. According to Freddie Mac, an average of 418,000 entry-level houses were built every year in the late 1970s. In 2020, that number had dropped to about 65,000 per year. Catching a ride by app was a little tricky in a few cities yesterday. Uber and Lyft drivers in nearly a dozen places refused to work for a few hours on Wednesday, demanding better pay and legal protections. Jim Ryan, ABC News. And, of course, business news throughout the day, including business bulletins right here on News Radio 1290, WNBF. I'm intrigued by the idea that wealthy people will soon have the opportunity to travel in space it's been interesting to see the uh, billionaires in space over the last several days question is how many people even if you're a billionaire how many people really 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 want to take a risk going in space we don't with life everything in life carries a risk driving to a radio station in downtown binghamton carries a risk crossing the street in downtown Binghamton. There's a risk to that. But who wants to take a risk by going into space, even if you're a billionaire and you won't miss the money? Maybe it'll cost you $30 million. So you won't miss the money as a billionaire. But you have to wonder, if you're a billionaire, 
life probably is pretty good. Would you really want to take the risk of going into space with potential problems? I don't know that I would. I, I know the one thing I know about space travel is it's something I don't have to deal with ever. But it is interesting just to contemplate, say, if J Jeff Bezos was walking oh, past the radio station here and somehow through carelessness or whatever, he misplaced one of his billion-dollar bills, which, of course, since I think he's worth more than $300 billion, he wouldn't even miss a billion-dollar bill if it fell out of his pocket. So even if I had that money and could afford to make arrangements for a space trip, would I do it? And the reality is I don't think so. I tend to doubt it, but who knows? 752 WNBF WNBF or better yet bring in your trade right now to any of our 13 locations in Trumansburg, Ithaca, Syracuse, Baldwinsville or Watkins Glen and get more for it. Seven fifty four at WNBF WNBF dot com, and everybody seems to be excited about the Olympic Games. But some people really are wondering what's going to happen over the next several days because the number of COVID cases has been rising in Japan, and there still is concern about the possibility that the games could ultimately become a super spreader event. It's the last thing that you want the Tokyo Olympics to always be known as the pandemic Olympics where a lot of people from countries around the world got together and then wound up catching COVID and getting very ill or maybe in some cases dying. So we'll see what happens as the games will officially get underway very soon. WNBF News Time 7. Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBF. And we have no major trouble on area roadways. Of course, if any trouble develops, we will let you know because we are committed to keeping you out of a jam. The forecast now from the National Weather Service. Still a little fog around the area. Otherwise, mostly sunny today. High 76, partly cloudy tonight. Low 54. Sunny tomorrow with a slight chance of showers in the afternoon. High 78, mostly sunny Saturday. High 81. Right now it's 55 in downtown Binghamton at News Radio 1290. WNBF News Time 750. He just said now he speaks Spanish. Babbel, language for life. Now try Babbel for free. Just go to Babbel.com. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Coming up, ABC News, then the local report with Kathy White live in the WNBF News Center. Then 
The Thursday edition of Binghamton Now, it will be a busy program. We plan to talk with JB, John Bain from the Binghamton Rumble Ponies, also Brian Kilmeade from Fox and Friends, now host of the Brian Kilmeade program on WNBF, and Jimmy Veilkind from the Wall Street Journal. Busy morning, but we'll also have time for your calls coming up on 